Welcome back, know-it-alls. Doing this show has been one of my favorite parts of this year, and boy, does time fly because this is our very last episode of 2020. We're gonna be back and better than ever in 2021, but for now, enjoy the stellar ending to a horrendous year. In fact, it's so good, it's almost <clears throat> criminal. Can you imagine going to work every day and spending eight? 12, or probably more like 16 hours investigating murder, then you finally get the case solved, and guess what? Yep, another murder. As soon as you finish that one, it's right back to murder. Again. And that's your job. Although my job can get depressing. But aside from the PTSD factor, you have to admit, getting inside the mind of a criminal sounds fascinating. That's why everybody loves detective shows and is so obsessed with true crime. Plus, I get super psyched when I solve a crossword puzzle. How good would it feel to solve an actual crime? So dust off those fingerprints, know-it-alls. Today, we're joining the FBI's Behavioral Analysis Unit to figure out who done it. And perhaps, as importantly, why done it. Hi, my name is Bella, and you might know me as Jay is from TikTok or YouTube. But you're about to know me from this podcast. Know-it-all. Know-it-all. In each episode, I'm going to help you become a know-it-all about something new. Here we go. Whoa, was that fancy new intro music? It sure was, and that is just one of the upgrades for season two of Know-It-All. That's right, Know-It-Alls, we got a season two, and in 2021, we're living our best lives because this podcast will be weekly. Double the episodes, double the facts, double the fun. Okay, now, back to crime. So why am I on a murder kick, you might be wondering? And to that, I would say, well, aren't we all? According to Y-Pulse, Criminal Minds is the sixth most popular TV show of all time among Gen Z and Millennials. Uh, that's a little suspicious, don't you think? Who hurt us so bad that one of our favorite forms of entertainment is watching criminal investigations unfold? All right, it's time to catch some bad guys. So first, let's tackle how realistic is the show Criminal Minds compared to the FBI's real-life behavioral analysis unit? Well, not very, because there's actually no position at the FBI called profiler like there is in the show. According to True Crime Magazine, there are some offender profilers and other types of profilers, but they operate much lower on the food chain than what the BAU does on the show. Criminal psychologists work on serial killer cases, but what they do doesn't closely resemble the work of the team on the show. On Criminal Minds, FBI agents Gideon, Hotch, and the rest of the BAU team are cruising from crime scene to crime scene on their private jet, getting into dangerous confrontations with criminals in literally every episode. But in reality, criminal psychology is 90% desk work. Criminal psychologists don't usually leave FBI headquarters unless it's absolutely necessary. The type of fieldwork that you see on the show is typically done by detectives and police investigators. And it's far less glamorous than it's portrayed. If you think eating mostly takeout and never having time for relationships outside of your job is glamorous. Also, in real life, the investigations aren't wrapped up in a week or two like they are on the show. Screen Rant reports that real criminal psychologists spend months or even years trying to solve a case. Damn it, I need to know, and I need to know now. Sorry, dude, it doesn't work like that. They did get some stuff right, though. For starters, the headquarters for the BAU, which stands for Behavioral Analysis Unit, is actually in Quantico, Virginia, as they reference in most episodes. 
The cases the team tries to crack on the show are fictional, but a number of them seem to be inspired by infamous bad guys like Ted Bundy and the Unabomber. Which makes sense because the procedural isn't just based on a Hollywood fantasy. According to Deadline, the original executive producer of Criminal Minds, Ed Bernera, was a Chicago police officer for 10 years before parlaying that into his career as a hit TV crime writer. Not to mention, the show's technical advisor and occasional writer, James Clemente, also had experience as a former FBI employee and New York State prosecutor. Which basically means I'm here to help you guys catch the bad guys. If you've seen even one episode of Criminal Minds, you've heard the term unsub. Word alert! You know what that means, know-it-alls? I just got a word alert. Unsub stands for unknown subject or unidentified subject. It's how the team referred to the perpetrator or person of interest during an investigation. And though haters say it's fake jargon made up just for the show, that's not true. According to True Crime Magazine, the term was used in several books by retired FBI agents John Douglas and Roy Hazelwood, who helped develop and expand the practice of criminal profiling since joining the FBI in the 1970s. So yes, real investigators and BAU agents use the term, but they'd have a hard time using it as often as they manage to on the show. We're all saying the S word too much. Though criminal profiling is a relatively new and evolving investigative tool, according to the American Psychological Association, informal criminal profiling was used as early as the 1880s when two physicians, George Phillips and Thomas Bond, used criminal scene clues to make predictions about the London serial killer Jack the Ripper's personality. Early profiling was more art than science, and profilers relied primarily on their own intuition and informal studies versus empirical data. Call it clinical intuition. Profiling got its start as something of a last resort. From 1940 to 1956, the anonymous Mad Bomber planted explosives around New York City, targeting high-traffic public areas including Grand Central Terminal, Radio City Music Hall, and even the subway system. After 16 long years and no suspect, frustrated investigators asked New York State's Assistant Commissioner of Mental Hygiene, James Brussel, to study crime scene photos and notes from the bomber. The profile he came up with was dead on and led to the arrest of George Metesky, who confessed immediately. It was me, I did it, I confess. A few decades later, in the 1970s, FBI agent John Douglas was traveling around the country providing instruction to local police with his colleague Robert Ressler, and began interviewing serial killers and other violent sex offenders at various prisons. So tell me about yourself. Their interviewees were the who's who of high-profile murderers, including Charles Manson, John Wayne Gacy, Edmund Kemper, and many other notable offenders. This research resulted in two landmark criminology texts. First, the book Sexual Homicide, Patterns and Motives, followed by the Crime Classification Manual. This body of work turned John Douglas into the godfather of criminal profiling as we know it today, so it'll come as no surprise that Douglas was the inspiration for many Criminal Minds characters. You inspired me. John Douglas went on to create and manage the FBI's criminal profiling program and was later promoted to Unit Chief of the Investigative Support Unit, a division of the FBI's National Center for Analysis of Violent Crime. Catch bad guys and look good doing it. So, does profiling even work? I've mentioned some instances of successful profiling that led to the arrest in this episode, but everyone gets lucky once in a while. Plus, they occasionally say on the show that the best profilers are the criminals themselves. Which made me wonder, how do psychologists and investigators stack up against non-profilers? 
According to a review by the American Psychological Association, the results are mixed, but the practice of profiling has begun to evolve in recent years in ways that are likely to make it increasingly accurate. Instead of relying on field experience, rudimentary analysis, and a hunch, the research is becoming more scientifically rigorous with empirical-based peer-reviewed data, and that should make it a little bit easier for all of us to sleep at night. So that's it for today's episode, Know-It-Alls. Being an FBI agent is really heroic and badass, but I'd rather watch from the safety of my own couch. Hope you guys enjoyed this last episode of 2020. Good riddance to the year of the pandemic, but I'm very proud of the podcasting I did this year. My favorite episode was the royal family episode inspired by The Crown. Or wait, no, it was a time travel episode inspired by The Umbrella Academy. Or actually, remember the moon episode we did with the Space Force? Oh no, they're all my favorite. Make sure you catch up on our backlog and relive all your favorites over the holidays. Hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at OnlyJS or Twitter at NotJS and let me know, who's your favorite serial killer? Or maybe favorite's not the right word, but you know what I mean. Don't forget to smash those five stars and leave a nice review. It's super easy. And when you rate and review the podcast, it helps other listeners find me. Join me again in two weeks for another episode of Know It All. Know It All.